Welcome to my podcast, Musings of a Christian Philosopher, where we talk about deep and often challenging topics of theology and philosophy. I'm your host, Adam Polstra. Let's get started. Good day, listeners. What I've had on my mind lately is another aspect of Scripture and how it relates to modern day. In the New Testament, specifically in the Gospels, there's the one interaction I've mentioned before about the disciples talking to Jesus about a man born blind, and they ask him the question, is he blind because of his own sin or because of his parents' sin? And of course, the belief at these times was that not just your physical health, but a number of the circumstances of your life were going to shift based on whether or not you were close to God, whether or not you pleased God. And in fact, I think, as far as I understand it, the belief was that if you were displeasing to God, he would in fact inflict these things on you quite directly. Or if not directly, at least through circumstances. Now, of course, Jesus basically waves the question and says that this man is blind for the glory to show the glory of God. Um, I don't think saying blind for the glory of God would quite be accurate. But anyway, it certainly has its own, uh, that answer has its own theological debate in it right there. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is that it is a, not, not exactly a contradiction, again, simply a throwing out of the question of more or less karmic results to our behavior in our lives. And I myself disagree with that idea. However, what I have been coming to realize and dwelling on recently is the fact that sin and sickness do indeed have a connection. And it's a connection that in fact becomes the more obvious as we have understood modern day medical science and have understood the biology of the human being. Did you know, for example, that if you are repeatedly in a bad mood, particularly something like depression, it actually reduces the efficiency of your immune system. In other words, if you are constantly in a poor mood, again, particularly something like depression, you are more likely to be sick on a regular basis. Your body's very capacity to fight things like infection and disease reduce the more poor you are in mood on a regular basis. And this, by the way, is one reason why some people find that uh, disease clings to them for a very long time, while others don't. The difference, as far as I can tell, and as far as I actually have personally experienced, is what kind of mood being sick puts them in. If the moment they begin to become sick, they also become despairing they tend to be sick longer. In my case, I was a little bit more that way when I was younger, but as I have grown older, I have considered disease to be very temporary for the most part, unless it is something very severe, to be not that big of a deal and something that I can just endure and move past. I've also embraced certain practices like taking echinacea spray, and other supplements that can genu- genuinely help with the kicking out of a disease. And as a result, I, at least in my own opinion, um, I get sick very seldom and not for very long. If I have a cold or a flu, 
it's less than a week, if not just a couple of days, and then there's just some lingering symptoms. And again, I have had stints of three or four years where I haven't even caught a cold. Now, how, what does this have to do with the connection of sin to sickness? I really am meaning to just link to this idea or to this point about mood when I'm talking about this. For example, if you choose to have bitterness in your perspective about the world, that can lead to a number of things. If you think that there is nothing really worthwhile to engage in in the world, let's say that you're a man, you might choose, for example, to not dress very well at all. You might choose to not take care of your hair or your teeth or your facial hair or any number of things. And in the end, you become very disagreeable to the human beings around you. You stink. You don't look very good. You are unkempt. And overall, if you have any kind of society, it's not going to be a very respectable sort. Very much the opposite. And as a result, again, you're around people at all, it's going to be people of a very depressing sort. Or... If you succeed in simply pushing people away in general, then you are going to be ostracized. And here's another part of medical science that comes in. The human body responds to ostracism in exactly the same way that it responds to physical torture. Now, how good do you think that's going to be for your body? So in other words, the choice to cling to bitterness or perhaps to cling to sloth, or a number of other things, may very well lead you indirectly towards horrible health. And there's more, of course, than just the result of ostracism and bad company. If you have bad teeth, you might have gingivitis cavities, you might need to get dentures, and so on. If you have, if you're extremely unkempt, you might end up getting more infections because bacteria begins to infect your environment and so on because you are unclean. These are the thing, These are the things that the hips, uh, hippies had to relearn in a very horrible fashion. There's a number of things that can that it can lead to, and the foundational point, or sorry, the foundational path has in fact been immorality of some sort or another. Things that are specifically recorded as sins in the scripture, or one of the seven deadly sins that we talk about in this case, sloth, and really, as far as I can tell, a sort of wrath. The bitterness is your perspective of a world, be of the world being horrible and negative. And your response to that is to abuse yourself through that perspective. Now, so far, I've only been commenting on the sorts of sins in one's own life that can lead to a lack of health, and I've only gone through it with a very broad-toothed comb. I don't want to go through it with a fine-toothed comb. I just want to present the idea, and you can run with it. But another that I would like to run through before ending is the result of others' sins upon you. For example, going back to the one we just went through, a bitter and depressive attitude towards the world probably, in most cases, does not originate in one's own decisions about how one sees the world. 
what lies further back is, of course, parental abuse. If you have been neglected as a child, the essential message that is sent through that is the idea that you are uninteresting. You are not worth paying attention to. You are boring. And if you grow up under that kind of an umbrella, you're more likely to express that same kind of attitude towards your society around, towards your peers, other kids. You're not going to understand how to get along, because, of course, if your parents refuse to bond with you, how are you going to have any concept of how to get along with other human beings? They don't have any relationship with you. You can't cut your teeth on that. You can't learn how to develop in society. So if you do not have those skills, then very likely you're going to be awkward and hard to get along with for other people. And that, of course, includes the kids around you. If you grow up that way, unless you have a very deep reaction to it, which most people wouldn't because, of course, to oppose your parents is to risk your life then you're probably going to have a universal experience of life that is very negative. You're going to have every reason to believe that the world sucks. And if you believe the world sucks, then you're probably going to have bitterness. You're probably going to be tilted towards sloth. You're probably going to be tilted towards parasitism. And that is to say that you, res you uh, revolve your life around with things like hobbies, maybe drugs, etc., etc. And hobbies, I don't mean to say that they are negative, I mean to point out that they're not adding any value to the society around you, they are merely consumption. And that's it. So you're not trying to find a career, you're not trying to be a productive member of society, you're not probably having any real success at finding love and adding to the value of somebody else's life in that fashion or if you do, it's going to be of very low quality, and so on and so forth. And the point is, once again, that as a result of this very seemingly indirect course, starting in the sin of your parents in abusing you, you end up being very unhealthy indeed. Or perhaps your parents were violent, and as a result, you have become a person of high aggression. And again, let's just use the example of a boy here. Your high aggression, your um, quick to the fight rather than flight, and to think probably that a great deal more circumstances are uh, deserving of fight or flight, whereas people of a much more calm demeanor who had peaceful parents are not going to be so quick to become bellicose, to put up fists, so to speak. And as a result, of course, you're going to end up perhaps with more abrasions and lacerations, maybe with broken bones and possibly infections, get involved again in drug society, and so on. So overall, what I am arguing here is that sin is extremely unhealthy. Now, in the end, that probably sounds like a duh sort of thing to say. It's not the first time I've heard the phrase. What we often don't think about is what subtle and seemingly disconnected sins can lead to the breakdown of our bodies. 
Why? Because it is very slow. It can be very indirect. But on the upside of this, what that also means is that the more moral, the more joyful, and the more peaceful we become, the healthier we will be. Just as I said earlier, if you are able to maintain a calm and peaceful demeanor, even when you are sick, you are more likely to kick it out faster. You're going to think more clearly, think of good diet habits to have while you are ill, perhaps take more supplements like I do, and not just help yourself in mood, but help yourself in biology by taking the right kinds of substances and foods to help yourself recover. It's more than just chicken soup. That's just comfort for the most part. I'm sure I know it does have uh, mucus dissolving qualities, but it doesn't actually help your immune system directly is my point. As far as I understand it, I'm no expert in this area. But again, the philosophical and Christian point is to point out that we do know, specifically in modern day, that sin can lead to sickness. It's not some divine, wrathful result of your wrongdoing. No, it's built into the system. God put it in, essentially, the laws of physics and the laws of biology. So I just wanted to leave you all with that little tidbit today, and hopefully that leads to some constructive thought. Until next time.